Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to Babel UK's very own Newcastle United podcast, Time Warp. Today I'm once again joined by Harry Roy and the guest for this episode is Dan Wright. We're going to be previewing the Crystal Palace game, which is the live game on Amazon Prime on Friday night, which everyone will be delighted about because it's not a pain in the arse to set up and watch. So just get straight into it. What do you expect to happen on Friday? I expect the game to be really, really cagey. It's, it's two mid-table sides uh, playing against each other. It's going to be 1-0 either way, I think. Yeah, I think you're, you're spot on there. It's set up to be a really poor game of football. Uh, both sides can't have 35% of the ball, so someone's got to do something, you'd think. Two teams that don't have a lot of shots either, and without Zahar, I'm sort of hopeful that it can be us that can nick it 1-0 in an awful game of football. Yeah, I was looking before, and the last seven times we've met, we've played Palace, it's been 1 0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-1, 1-1, 1-0, 1-0. And then it was the 5 1 or something. Yeah, when the I remember that the well. Oh, yeah. yeah, so and then it went back to 1 0, 1 1. So it was, it's, it's traditionally a horrendous game, probably why it's been put on Amazon Prime there, so as little people watch it as possible. <laughs> Uh, so basically I think what we know is it's going to be boring it's going to be tedious and someone's going to win at 1-0 I think that's Pretty all much. people need to know yeah. if you don't support either teams I wouldn't bother yeah and it. there's nobody watching it that's not a Newcastle or Crystal Palace fan no I, I don't get why you would you, <laughs> like, why you put yourself you get nothing it? from it yeah. <laughs> yeah 
Uh-huh. It's a Friday night. Like, just watch, I don't know, something else. Watch, watch I'm, I'm a Celebrity. celebrity. Don't, watch, watch better, yeah. don't watch Newcastle United. Watch Mastache Chef. That starts tonight. Watch, watch that. And much better. So, yeah, so whoever scores first is basically going to win. If Callum Wilson starts, I'd say us nicking a goal. But, I don't know, it's just going to be a horrendous game. I'm just not looking forward to it. Like, Callum Wilson is a lot more important to have him against the likes of Palace than against Chelsea because mm-hmm. you'd like to think, anyway, that you'd be able to create at least one or two chances against the Crystal yeah. Palace side. Yeah, definitely, because their full-backs aren't, aren't the best defensively, so you hope we, we get some crosses in or beat the full-backs and pull yeah. one back for Wilson, you'd hope, because who's that right back? Is it, is it Klein now? It was Nathaniel Klein on, on Monday night. Yeah, mm. and then... Van Aanholt's just come back and he's never been great defensively. Well, he loves a goal against us though, doesn't he? Former yeah, he does, yeah, he does like to score <laughs> against us. But yeah, but the big news for the game, like Dan mentioned, is no Wilfred Zahar. So how big of a blow is that for them? I mean, once again, Newcastle uh, have got their luck in, haven't they? Once again, mm-hmm. Steve yeah. Bruce seems to have uh, <laughs> put the rabbit out of the hat and got very, very mm-hmm. fortunate. Zahar is undoubtedly their best player. The struggle without him very much was seen on Monday night. They played against a Burnley team you'd like to think they, they would beat hands down. It's a Palace side that have got goals in them. Abiriese, Michi Bacuay, just to name a few. A side that, that thumps Leeds 4-1. A, a, a Leeds team that are potentially could be, could be pushing for Europe this season. So without the star man, you would like to think that Newcastle can can win the game but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be expecting I, would, I wouldn't be putting any money on it to say the no. least uh, yeah Crystal Palace have scored 12 goals this season and Zahar has either scored or assisted 7 of them so I think that tells you how big of a miss he'll be for them so he's basically their Callum Wilson pretty like, much yeah when when they don't play you have absolutely no chance of winning I'm looking forward to watching that Eze uh, player though he seems to have been quite good he hasn't played as much as I thought he would have but no, I, th- uh, he I seems, thought seems he'd be handful. like a key player for them, but he, he mm-hmm. looks the part. He looks exciting to watch, mm-hmm. so hopefully he doesn't turn up. I mean, he's only yeah, 21 hopefully. or 22, isn't he? I mean, he had a mm-hmm. brilliant season in the Championship. I, I think I'd, mm-hmm. I'd done a piece for, for Vavil saying that maybe Newcastle should be should be looking into somebody mm-hmm. like him. But, mm-hmm. you know, Palace have went and, and, and got that done. But their, their attacking line is very strong. They've got Batshuayi, mm-hmm. who's a you know, 20, 30 million pound forward. Jordan Ayew, who kind of come out of nowhere and, and started banging goals for them. Of course, Zahar's not playing. They're a solid outfit, Crystal Palace. And if Newcastle aren't mm-hmm. organised, they're going to get beat. It is as simple as that. We've got Andros Townsend as well. Can't forget mm-hmm. who's... Oh, I love Townsend. Excellent for us. Excellent. Doesn't get as much of a limelight at Palace because it's more shared or focus on Zahar. But he's a workhorse out on the wing and he'll, he can cause damage if you let him go onto his left foot. He's got a good delivery as well, so we need to try and stop them getting down the line and putting balls into the box. Yeah, I have quite a good uh, few good players, some set pieces, Townsend, Van Arnhold, Eze. I don't know if Milojevic is back or is he still suspended? He's on the bench uh, quite a lot for them now. He He must be back. Have you ever seen him miss a penalty? I think he has scored every single penalty he's ever took. Yeah, Yeah. but yeah, for us, I, I don't want to play five or three, however you see it. At the back, it has to be a four no. at the back, I think, against these. I would say four, four, one, one. Go back to how we played against Burnley. Mm. If I would mm-hmm. put, I know people have kind of refrained from and put, putting St. Maxim in, in the middle, but you, you've got to give him that free reign because he, he just gets completely isolated. Teams put two or three on him. You, you mm. need to give him a role in the middle where he, he is free, but the, the four, four, one, one, 
that would be kind of just to bring Almiron back into the team. I know he's yeah. a bit out of favour yeah. with everything that's you know gone on outside of outside of Newcastle, but he's so important to this side. He's, he's a complete workhorse, and where Newcastle yeah. have lacked recently is effort. They're not putting in, mm-hmm. in enough effort. We've seen it against Chelsea. Players strolling round, not bothered, not interested really. And another player, controversial, Aaron. I know you won't want him back in the side, but John Joe <laughs> Shelby, I would like. Yeah. To, I would like to see him back. Well, interestingly, I've got it wrote down that I'd want. I, I really don't like him. We're talking about energy. He's the last player you want in your team. But I would say him and Hayden to start. It seems the most structured and balanced partnership that we've got. Because Sean Longstaff, I just don't know. I, I think he's a tidy player, but he's just not offering a lot unless he's being yeah. played in the number ten, which he does in the cup games, and he performs <laughs> quite well. Weirdly, I didn't think he was too bad against Chelsea. I know it's not a lot to say, but he was one of the, the few outfield players that actually gave something, I felt. Yeah, I thought I he played well against thought. Chelsea. I think it would be a bit harsh to harsh to drop him, but you've got But then bit. again, I do think John Joe Shelby offers a more of an outlet at times. Shelby's one of those players you've got to give a shake though, haven't you? He goes on a hundred percent. He goes on on a run of games where he plays well, he dips out of form and you've almost got to take him out the side every six or seven games and and rest him, then he you know, gets his gets his head back into the game and, and starts performing. But if Shelby wants to, to you know talk the talk and walk the walks, should we say he, he should be all over this game on Friday night and really really taking it to Crystal Palace. Yeah, you always yeah. feel like he he has a little chip on his shoulder or a point to prove mm-hmm. when he plays against Palace as well, or a few of the London teams as well, being from there but never getting the chance. So hopefully he can he can turn up and have one of his. He's good games because when he has a good game, he is a really good player. They're just very yeah. few and far between, which is the, the frustrating thing. The thing with Shelby is, I don't know if you have noticed, it's almost like there's a lot of talk always pre season or when he's coming back that he's done the most work he's ever done, he's the mm-hmm. fittest he's ever been. And yeah. it turns out oh, he's been playing with a minor injury for a few months. And that's, yeah. and you always get your hopes up a little bit to think, actually, that might be why he's been a bit devoid of energy, but mm-hmm. it just seems to be happening too often now for me. Yeah, it seems like a very easy thing to say that oh, I've been playing with an injury 100%. or yeah. whatever. It's a thing when when times get tough, you see what players really want to play for the club and want to fight. Like Isaac Hayden's one, you can never question his credibility or his desire to, to want to play football. But I do think, I like you said, I would like to see Almiron back in the team. Play him just behind Wilson, I think. I would like to see Alan out wide. Uh, I just you just can't trust him in the middle enough to to constantly provide for Wilson or or link up play. He reminds me a bit of me on pro clubs. Like you you enjoyed for the first five ten minutes doing all the skills, and then you just get like really bored and just like stop focusing as much. The only problem with putting St Maximin out on the wing is the lack of, of defensive cover. Jamal mm-hmm. Lewis, when we we signed him from Norwich, I kind of had a look through Norwich fans to see what they thought of of him. And they said, you know, going forward, he's very good, but defensively, he is poor. And against mm-hmm. Brighton, that's what they they seen, and that's exactly what they've done. They were they just pushed everyone down the right hand side and caused all sorts of problems. St. Mm-hmm. Maximin's a player that won't get back, and a player you can't expect to get back and defend. But mm-hmm. if you're going to put him on the wing in this sort of Newcastle side, he's got to be doing his fair share of defending. So would it not be better mm-hmm. off putting Amaron on the wing, maybe? Because you know he'll he'll always put an effort in it and run back. I think, personally, yeah. I would go with St. Maximin out wide. I, I don't think the idea of St. Maximin in a middle, in a free roll, is a bad idea. I just think in the way we play, it just doesn't benefit him at all. Like, if he's on the wing, he's got maybe one, two players to beat and he can have a run. Pick it up in the middle and he's just surrounded and he loses it too easily. So, I would put... The defensive issue is a good point because Jamal Lewis 
has clearly got some defensive issues. But I just think we're going to get more out of him in an attacking sense going forward. And Almiron, doesn't matter where you play him, he's going to be tracking back. I hope if you if you did play with, with Shelby and Hayden in a 4-2-3-1, you could get them to, or more Hayden than Shelby, to cover the wide areas. Do you think yeah. that's where Palace are going to attack mainly if they're going to be playing Batshuayi and Ayo? They're going to want balls in and around the six-yard box with Eze and, and Townsend out wide. So then we don't have to focus so much on the middle. It'll be an interesting decision to see what Bruce goes with because I, th- I think he might make a few changes because he definitely wasn't impressed with, with the first half performance at least. But centre-backs is another one who we think he should start there because it seems like Lascelles is, is going to be out after he got a very, yeah. very interesting injury. Has anyone has anyone said what's wrong with him and what's well, the duration likely to be? Well, he, he hurt his knee when he got pushed over by Tammy Abraham. Yeah. And then he came to run out to test it, and he felt fine. As he ran yeah. out to test it, he's done his groin. Yeah. Um, they haven't said how long, but that literally just sums up this club. Like, oh, go to test out another injury and get a different injury. <laughs> I mean, knowing Bruce, he'll probably start him injured anyways. Yeah, yeah. He'll give him injections. Uh-huh. I think one man yeah. who will, will definitely start is Kieran Clark. I think he's one of the most underrated players at the, at the club. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got thrown back into that side on Saturday but he hadn't really been playing regularly he'd been out with a long injury but I think he's one of the more reliable players if Lascelles is injured Fernandez has got to start alongside him I wrote in my, my player ratings for Vavil that he it was probably the worst performance we've seen from Fernandez a player mm-hmm. who's been so reliable since he's joined yeah. the club but he didn't play well he just seemed yeah. to I can't remember the last time Fernandez had a bad game to be fair yeah. uh, before Saturday yeah, yeah. he's normally really good uh, but well Clark got the armband when uh when Lascelles went off, so that says says a lot of what the players think of him and what Bruce thinks of him. He, he's very reliable and he, he does like a goal as well on the odd yeah. occasion. So I, I, and it gives you that left-footed player as well exactly, in yeah. the centre of defence, which is a, a huge thing. Yeah, if it is a, a four rather than a five or a three, it would be Clark and Fernandez for me because when you were talking about them, Harry, words you said was like that you can depend on them. Usually, we'll forget about Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, But they are dependable. And I think that's got the hallmarks of a good partnership. Yeah, and what about right-back? Who starts there? Because you've got a, a, a few contenders, to be fair. It'll have to be Mankiw for me. Yeah, I, I would agree on, on Mankiw. But seeing that, Emil Kraft, you know, the last time he played in the back four was against Burnley, and I thought he played really well. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if he was injured or not. So I, or if he's just, like, kind of disappeared. Wait, I think he's been starting his disappearing act, hasn't he? He always kind of, like, yeah. dips off halfway through the season. We've not seen much of him, but he was mm-hmm. good in the four. But Mankiw... You know what, what Dan said and what I've said before is he's another player you can depend on to put a performance in. He's not an outstanding footballer. He's a player who'll do a job for you. Yeah, he has improved a lot in the last 12 months. I'll give him that. He has been, compared to when he first signed for as well, he's come on a lot. I think the plaudits for Mankiw come from Rafa, don't they? The, the defensive work, at least. Because I think when he when he mm-hmm. signed, everyone was turning around and going, that's an odd sign. Another, another mm-hmm. former Sunderland player. Wasn't great yeah. at Liverpool. Went to Atletico Madrid, but came in the side and surprised everyone. But signed him as a backup fullback to Yedlin, and he's completely thrown yeah. him out the side. Yeah, Yedlin's completely gone. So, what were expecting Palace to do? Do you think they're going to attack with and have the ball, or do you think they're going to try and make us have the ball and hit us on the counter? It's a hard one because I don't think they're they're not an attacking side particularly, but they're probably more attack minded than us. Mm-hmm. So, if they try and give us the ball, we'll only give them them back anyway. So they'll probably they'll probably have the lion's share of possession. I would imagine, mm. but it, I'd love us to just go out there and just go like attack them. Like they're one of the mm. few sides that I look in the league and think, yeah, we've got 
we've probably got better players than them. Why can't yeah. we just go out there and just go for it? I think their centre midfielders can keep the ball quite well. They've got a is it Ryderveld and MacArthur or McCarthy, whichever one. Ryderveld's been brilliant this season for them. Yeah, I remember when yeah. he first signed, he was awful. Didn't they sign him as a defender originally? And he's yeah, like sort as a of fullback, I think. Fullback, yeah, and, and he's and under ball. <laughs> Jesus, remember him? Seven, seven games. No wins, got sacked. But saying that, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't have Zaha though, did he? They didn't win any games. Nah. Zaha came back and then they won every match. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very strange, strange period of time for them. But they are they are a decent team, so you, we definitely can't be taking them lightly, and I don't think we will at all. But it is going to be one of those games that's very drab, very boring. Uh, I can just picture us being pinned back for 70, 80 minutes. Darlow making save after save. And then, just as we're starting to get back into the game, they'll score from like a set piece or a counter, and we'll just be sat there on a Friday night, just thinking, <laughs> "What is the point?" I mean, Crystal Palace are no mugs, are they? I mean, no. They score plenty of goals. They're not the best mm-hmm. defensively. They're a typical mid-table side. For us, mm-hmm. we've got to take advantage of the fixture congestion as well. They've played Monday night. We've mm-hmm. played Saturday. We've had an extra two days to recover. I'd like to think we're going to push these and attack them, but we all know the wounds. I think we'll have 30% of the ball will be pinned back and it'll be similar to the game last season. We lost 1-0 there. Dubravka made save after save and we were mm-hmm. undone. Interestingly, Palace are one of two sides to average less possession than us this season. So, like, it's like, they're, 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 I think you might have, to be fair, I think you've given them a bit too much credit <laughs> when you're talking about them there. I really think they're a rotten team as well as us. <laughs> they were terrible against Burnley. If any yeah, of you guys, they were. guys watched the game, they were awful. I, I, I watched the first 20 minutes, I won't lie, and then I found something better to do. But they weren't great. <laughs> I think it's for the football purists, uh, Burnley versus Crystal Palace on a Monday night. Yeah. I had Mitchell and Zaha in my fantasy team, so though neither of them were starting and didn't watch it, so I had no interest in it. <laughs> but, yeah, they've been in the league for a, for a good few years now. We've had improved the squad every season, you'd say, and... I just think Eze is going to cause us a lot of problems on Friday night, and I'm I'm not looking forward to it. But we're definitely going to need a big game out of Carl Dahler, which he seems to have every single game. And he's just been fantastic this season, hasn't he? Oh, he's he's been unbelievable, hasn't he? That's a, the main reason why the club aren't rushing Martin Dubravka back. It's a bit mm-hmm. worrying though how long he's he's been out for. It's been yeah. it's been a long time, but. If he didn't seem injured when he was celebrating Slovakia, win on penalties. Right? <laughs> he was jumping up and down. He seemed all right there. I think they gave Dalo a good run in the team, though. To be honest, he's he's been really, really impressive. And is mm-hmm. he going to be looking at himself and turn around and going, "Am I not better off leaving Newcastle? What's the point in being a number two goalkeeper here?" He's clearly, mm-hmm. you know, he looks Premier League standard now. He had the mm-hmm. odd mistake in him in the Championship. I remember every single week he'd seem to flap the ball out of his goal and, and do something mm-hmm. daft. But he seemed to have eradicated those mistakes and maybe. Training with Dubravka every day has, has really helped them to become a become a good goalkeeper. Aston Villa brought in Emi Martinez in the summer. He kind of came into the side at Arsenal when Bernd Leno got injured. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if Darlow, you know, left Newcastle in January and that would raise funds for us to bring in other players. As much as yeah. I wouldn't want him to leave, it's mm-hmm. a possibility. Yeah, definitely. I think I've seen a piece, I can't remember where, saying that wants to fight places number one and if he if it goes to the Bravka, he does want to leave. And you've got to say fair play, really. My only critique of him this season so far, because he has been brilliant, 
is he still doesn't fill me with too much confidence claiming crosses and demanding his area, but I think it's been, he's been a lot better than we all expected. Oh, yeah, 100%. From from what I know and heard, have heard, he's not one of those players that is constantly desperate and knocking on the manager's door to play first-team football. Not mm. not saying that he's happy to just sit there and waste his career away, but he was quite happy being a number two and playing in cup games, especially when we are mm. getting further in the cups. But now, with a run in the team, it might have made him realise, this is for me, I am a Premier League keeper, and I can't, we're not going to get rid of De Bruyne, but he's just signed a, what, six-year deal? Yeah, something like that. So, I think he is going to have to make way for the... For the best of his career, I just can't see where he would go. He's 30 years old now. He's, he's got to be looking at that point in his career where he is coming into his best as a keeper. I know mm-hmm. Dean Henderson, they were talking of him at Man United. He's you know a second-choice keeper there this year. And there's talk of him going out on loan. I think that Brighton and Leeds were clubs interested in him. So maybe they would, would look to bring Darlowin if he was available. I'm sure Leeds would, would spend the money. A club with ambition there mm-hmm. would happily pay the money for, for a decent keeper. But saying that for Leeds, they've got a a 19-year-old goalkeeper who's playing week in, week out and playing brilliant, so yeah. I think it'll be harsh to drop him, but in terms of Darlow, where he's going to get a move, is going to be limited. Yeah, I depend, I don't know, maybe who will come up, Norwich. Norwich are going to come up, Bournemouth, some other horrendous team will come up that we don't want. Always a yeah. Welsh club gets promoted. It would be a shame to see him go, but it's for the best for his career if he, if he did want to make something out of it. Something that won't be impacting the game on Saturday but could do in the very near future is fans eventually allowed back into stadiums. The government is set to announce tomorrow that each area of the country will be placed into a certain tier and based on the tier you can't have fans back into sporting venues so you need to be in tier 1 or 2 to have fans back in but from what I've seen and read people are thinking the northeast will be placed into tier 3. So what do we think about about that? Good to have fans back. And something Neil Warnock said, not Neil Warnock, some manager said, <laughs> if you can't have fans back in every stadium, you shouldn't have them back at all. What are your, your thoughts on Was that? Was that not Gary Neville who said that? Oh, might have been. It'd be unfair to give teams an, an, an advantage with, with a crowd, but it is only 4,000 fans. It's, it's a drop mm-hmm. in the ocean for Premier League clubs. And the, some of the policies are that you, you can't sing. You can't do anything, can you? You've just got, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't really think you're allowed to move. Yeah, you so, can't yeah. sing, shout or drink. you just got to sit there and clap. I'd rather watch that's, it on the telly. That's like mm-hmm. the it's only like... three good things about going to watch Newcastle at the minute. <laughs> yeah. I Maybe feel like it would just be like being a Brighton fan. Like you just like, <laughs> sit and clap. <laughs> it's just strange that they're letting them back in as the cases are at a very high level. But at the start of the season, when cases were quite low, they were like, nah, not a chance. Beyond belief, isn't it? 600 it, deaths yeah, a day it's... now. It is amazing what is going on at the minute. But if fans come back in, could create more revenue for the club, which is something Steve Bruce uh, is desperate for, as I'm guessing he'll want to improve his squad in January, but could be destined for the loan market, which, as we know, is very hit and miss, as I'm in the middle of writing a piece about that. Our last 10 loan signings are rather underwhelming, to say the least. Against, I think, against four of their names here, I've got what was the point. You yeah. messaged me last night, didn't go and do you think I've missed out yeah. on any? And I was thinking, has he put in Antonio Barreca? And he, Barreca. you didn't forget him. But he has yeah. to be the most pointless loan signing I have ever seen at this football oh, club. That's what about Facundo Facundo Ferreira? He played though, didn't he? I don't, I don't I never did. I, I don't did think he, he ever play? played for the first team. He played in a pre-season. Barreca played about fifteen minutes at Spurs away. Oh, I did. Yeah, I was there. So yeah. he's fifteen minutes less pointless than Ferreira. Oh. 
Ferreira was yeah. a bit of a cool time though. Everybody knew about Facundo Ferreira because he was that yeah. bad. But Antonio Barreto, yeah. I think a lot of people forgot that he actually he did play for Newcastle. Ferreira was unreal on Football Manager as well. He I was, I. Yeah. He was really good. Yeah, we've got Dumbia, Luke De Jong, Stephen Island. Stephen Island, but wasn't he uh, wasn't he injured when he signed? Newcastle, yeah, <laughs> which is the most two games. Typical Newcastle yeah. thing to. Ever. I, I can't remember him playing at all, so that probably sounds about right. Same as Slavani signed when he was injured. Zero goals, one red card. <laughs> oh, that's why he did have one good game though. Islam Slavani, he set up a goal. Yeah, he got an assist against, uh, against Arsenal. 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 Yeah. That yeah. Did really well, and, and I think that, that assist game... got taken off him because hit Perez on the way past yeah. him. Anyway, <laughs> so. You, do you think Bruce will improve the squad or where do you think he should improve the squad? Well, we're desperate for a defender, aren't we? Aye. That's mm-hmm. very clear. I know Chelsea are keen to let Vicario Tomori go out on loan in January, but the wages are going to be just be too high for us. I imagine he's probably on about £150,000 a week and I think he's destined for West Ham. Yeah. Seen a thing in the Northern Echo today that did you know, bring that story out about Bruce looks like he's going to have to go into the loan market. Ashley's excuse being the uh, coronavirus pandemic and the ongoing mm-hmm. legal case. The Jetro Willems uh, is available, it seems that his club, are, his club are desperate for him to, to come back. The player yeah, they wants really to come don't back. want him, do they? No, they really don't want him. Everybody wants Jetro Willems to return, but mm-hmm. I, I don't see it happening with his with his injury record, unfortunately. No, no, I don't, and I don't with, think And so. we're just signing Jamal Lewis. Like, yeah. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem a, a signing that we need at the minute. I think we're we're calling out for like a genuine box to box midfielder that can have an impact on both boxes and, and carry the ball, run with the ball, mm-hmm. because we don't have anyone that can do that. I'd say Matty Longstaff's probably the closest, mm-hmm. but to be honest, we're not we're on loan or in a small budget. We're not going to get that player, so no. I think we'll probably bring in a player or two on loan, whether it improves the squad or not. I don't know. I mean, I remember no, that well, odd transfer link we had. I think it was last summer of uh, Sumari at Lille. Apparently we'd been uh, £40 million pound for him. I think he would have, would have fit the bill. I remember that, that one. Because I was, I was in a weird story, but I was in a taxi and the guy was saying he knows people in Newcastle. I was like, aye, right, sure. He's like, oh, we've just bid £35 million for this French midfielder. I was like, oh, aye, of course we'll have, mate. <laughs> a week later, it's like, <laughs> it turned out to be true. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, be an interesting, interesting time leading up to the transfer window with all the links. And even more interesting time leading up to Friday night big prime time game on Amazon Prime at Selhurst Park against two of the worst teams in the league on the ball offensively and just it being entertaining so remember do tune in if you do want to punish yourself on a Friday (laughs) night during lockdown but I think that'll be all for this episode hopefully we can get a a decent result on Friday we'll ask for for your score predictions before we go I'm going to go for a 1-0 win. I know I did watch Newcastle against Chelsea, but I, I think we'll win. I'm going to go for a lovely Crystal Palace 1, Newcastle 1. I'm going to go for 0-0, nil, nil, and it'd just be horrendous. Like, three shots or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not going to be good. But thank you for listening to this episode of Time Warp. We'll be back next week, looking back at what happened on on Friday. Hopefully it's a bit higher spirit than than this week has been. (laughs) Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.